0: Howdy! Welcome to the first episode of the EP Culture Beat podcast. Some of you may remember the old website. Yes, it's gone, but we're back in podcast form. Today's guests are all local and all different. First up is rapper Phobia the Prophet, followed by comedian Jorge Cortez, and last but not least, poet Takisha Cromarty. Let's get started with Phobia the Prophet.
1: Yeah, what's up, man?
0: What got you into the into the rap game here? Uh, what was your inspiration?
1: Uh, it was just a couple of friends of mine. They'd been in the game for a while. I was in a different kind of scene before. I was playing instruments like in bands and performing with a couple of my other friends. And then I just kind of took off with the hip-hop music, and I just got picked up by some mentors, and so here I am now.
0: Well, when did you transition into taking your craft seriously, like by recording and performing?
1: I would say sometime this year, around like march or april i figured this is what i wanted to do you know this made the most sense out of everything i had been involved in
0: what are you planning to uh release soon
1: so i have a couple different projects actually i'm working with my dj he goes by cash domino he makes like some lo-fi trip-hop kind of beats so it's uh something else to look forward to in the future that we're going to be doing together uh my actual mixtape i'm working on uh, i'm trying to get that out I want to say by maybe November or December, around that time.
0: What do you prefer to do as far as uh, making your songs and everything?
1: Well, when it comes to making a song, I mean, I'm it's i don't, I'm not going to say it's half and half, but um, there's, there's times where, just depending on what I'm writing the song about, if it's something serious to me or if it's like a life-changing moment, I just like sit down and take my time and really write about it, you know, so people can all in some way or another relate to it. When it comes down to like some other kind of song, like if I'm just doing a song for fun, I mean, I might just throw down some crazy bars, you know, just to just to hype it up or just to bring in just some different flavor, you know. I like to just think that my music, all in all, freestyle or written, comes down to just the real life, real life factors that we all go through.
0: Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: Shout out to my friends, uh, the Black Sheep family itself. That's it's kind of cheesy, but you know, I don't call my fans my fans. I call them like to make everyone feel involved because my whole thing is like to live love inspire and i want to just make sure everyone knows that they're not alone you know
0: and now turn up the volume and hear phobia perform his song live love inspire yo
2: it's phobia the prophet live love inspire rest in peace jay dilla this goes out to my black sheep family Understand they're alive, it's not many people, man, that have the same drive. So try to make a difference before we say goodbye, cause we're all alive, just trying to survive. And the difference in the world is always a good thing As long as the difference that you make isn't being a dope fiend I reach out to the young ones that all need some guidance And the broken-hearted souls that need someone to confide in Tell me your dreams now, tell me your fears And allow me to raise my hand to brush away those tears Well I can't lie, giving given up a couple hundred times But I found a passion trying to survive off my rhymes And what's worse than this is I'm still searching for bliss Cause I hate reality so my diversion is this my diversion is this. My diversion is this. Look away before it takes you. Run away before it breaks you. You need help, so never hesitate to. for me, i I'll never hate you. Look away before it takes you. Run away before it breaks you. You need help, so never hesitate to. We all need someone to go to and we're down, someone to pick us up off the ground, the world needs more love, needs to be less proud, used to tell me I had my head up in the clouds, (laughs) it's okay man, that's the story of a dreamer, I fell in love once now, tell me have you seen her, love's a bigger addiction, man I really need her, I'll tell you who I trust with the tip of one finger, but I haven't given up yet, there's still some young ones out here I protect, you mess with them, not even Wu-Tang could protect your neck, no Disrespect, no need to neglect. I want love, fuck all the conflict. Bring your hate, I'll show you how I stop it. Live love inspire now. I'm the common threat. You haven't even seen the best of me yet. So listen. Look away before it takes you. Run away before it breaks you. You need help, so never hesitate to look for me, man. Cause I'll never hate you. Look away before it takes you. Run away. Breaks you, you need help, so never hesitate to look for me, man. Cause I'll never hate you. In a life unfair to me, I finally found some clarity But not through prosperity, but becoming a better entity My state of mind lost in euphoria Another prophet named phobia Indestructible like a Nokia Used to be nothing but a Jotia Funny thing when people walk away Their pinkies up saying they'll stay I was broke, I had nothing to say I want friends, but I shouldn't have to pay Forgive but don't forget Live a simple code of love and respect I learned the way into the life that I'm gonna get I'll tell you why I love you even if we just met. I became number one before I hit the top 10. I hope I never go back down that road again. But then again, this is how the whole thing began. It's hard right now, but nothing's impossible. I'm the product of a force becoming unstoppable. Nothing's immovable when you're this philosophical, very diabolical. No, not very likable, lightable, take a roll. Hopefully won't destroy my soul. I have so much left to go, hoping that I reach my goal. Before my heart turns cold, before the world grows old. This is a story that's been waiting. To be told Apologize to the devil Cause I'm sorry But my heart can't be sold Look away Before it takes you Run away Before it breaks you You need help So never hesitate to Look for me man i I'll never hate you Look, Look away Before it takes you Run away Before it breaks you You need help So never hesitate to Look for me man Cause I'll never hate you Yeah Live, love, inspire, y'all. Never forget it.
0: Next up is comedian Jorge Cortez. Um, how long have you been doing comedy in El Paso?
3: I've been doing comedy in El Paso for about three years.
0: And what made you start doing comedy? What was your inspiration?
3: What possessed me to start doing this? Yes. My total lack of interest for what I was doing at the time.
0: What do you like to focus on
3: in your comedy? Like when you're coming up with your bits? They just—I kind of think of things organically. Something may happen, or I may recall a situation in my life. I kind of go off feel. What was your first show like? I tried it one time at an open mic in college in Odessa, and it went really uh, poorly. I consumed too much marijuana before because I felt like that would loosen me up, and I had nothing planned other than a few characters or voices that I came up while smoking weed while high and a plastic recorder which I didn't know how to play and so I just kind of start rambling up there, I invite someone from the crowd onto the stage, I creep them out, it was a a young woman and she got very creeped out and nervous, she left, I blew on this plastic recorder like a maniac and then they asked me to get off stage, it probably lasted two minutes. (laughs) Do you still
0: use uh, reefers to help you with your comedy?
3: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I smoke marijuana since we're not in the legal state. Right. I'll just defer that to that one story. But I feel like while I'm on stage, the best thing to do is to be sober and alert. Has marijuana helped me in the past? Possibly, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you want to expand? Maybe tour a little bit. I don't know how that easy that is for new comics.
3: I've done some traveling. I think it's more affordable than people think. You just have to have enough people willing to kind of get into the same thing that you're going to get into. Because if you can pack like four or five people in a in a car and you split gas, it could be reasonable. And what's going on with the fall
0: and the winter with your comedy?
3: Currently, I've just been doing open mics here in the city. Just trying to get my set together and trying to get my jokes together. Because I don't feel like they were worthy. I don't feel like it was like a show grade level experience for people. So Anything else you'd like to add? I'm the fastest comedian in El Paso. I welcome all challengers, whether you're a comedian or not. If you want to get dusted in a foot race, you can come find me out here in the Northeast. I'm in the 3-4 and the 0-4. It's not a problem. I'll eat you up, you'll leave my dust, and you won't stop, and it's never going to be enough. (coughs) Thank you. Thank you. You heard him chit-chat, now hear him do some jokes. Here's Jorge. Hello, everybody. My name is Jorge Cortez, and I am the fastest comedian in El Paso, and these are my jokes. Karaoke always seems like a fun idea until I'm actually doing it. Then I'm like, fuck, I got to read. I used to be into distance running. Uh, The thing that I enjoyed about distance running was runner's high. And then I started doing drugs and I'm like, man, this is way faster. When people ask me if I have any religious affiliation, I like to say chicken. Chicken from church is chicken. Is it holy? Not really. But whenever they ask me for money, they always give me chicken. If the body of Christ was... Two pieces aside and a drink. I'd be at church every Sunday. I like watching porn both for sport and for leisure. But one thing I think porn is missing is more authenticity. For instance, when I watch a pizza delivery porn, I wonder, what sort of Yelp review has this place gotten? Is it a locally owned business or is it a corporate franchise? Because if it's mom and pop, that's really got my dick hard. As a child, I used to rub my father's feet. There's no other way to start the story than just laying it out there. Here's how I got into that. One day my dad calls my brother, my sister, and myself into his room and he says, hey kids, all three of you are gonna rub my feet and we're gonna see who's gonna do it the best. And me, I felt like, okay, finally have this opportunity to kind of prove to my dad that I'm good at something. So far, soccer, swimming, basketball, I've sucked at all of them, but maybe feet rubbing, I can kind of, I can find some sort of thing to connect with with my father and my brother and sister wiser than me knew what was up so they just it's their turn and they're just poking his feet and prodding and not really doing much and he you know he's like okay well next and then it's my turn and i just i bask in it i'm i'm rubbing his feet with this sort of passion and care that belongs to someone much older than myself i'm i'm an 8 year old boy but i'm deep into the soles of my father's feet with the shiatsu technique that I, that I didn't see anywhere. My hands knew what to do as soon as they touched his feet. And my dad, I just heard him make noises that I've never heard him make before. And that's when I knew that, wow, I have, I have something here. As creepy as it was, I rubbed my dad's feet and he seemed to really enjoy it. But what it turned into, it was this thing of, I was this foot masseuse on demand. So anytime my dad would come home from work or whatever, he'd be, Horre! and then you know I'd be hey dad what's up you know you want to hang out or something you know rub my feet and so eventually I caught on I started to boycott it and then I and then I ended up making some money out of it so as creepy as an experience it was my dad did teach me the value of the dollar by rubbing his feet I was able to make some money my dad told me you're good at this son maybe you should do this as an adult and then now as an adult as I think about that I think to myself that's a little weird and that's maybe not a super stable income I guess my dad didn't really think I could have made it as an astronaut or something to suggest that I should be a foot masseuse. I think outside of rubbing feet, I would also have to rub dicks just to get by. But if anybody needs a foot rub, I'm out here. My phone number is 915-246-5492. Okay? If you clean your feet, I'll pop your toes. Then I'll rub them on down like it's butter on toast. Get at your boy right here. Fastest comedian in El Paso. And you know you love it.
0: Our last guest is poet Takesha Cromartie. What what got you into poetry?
4: I think I wrote my first poem when I was about eight years old. It was like an assignment for school. And I remember giving it to my teacher and she was like, oh my God, this is really good. I gave that same poem to my dad. But of course, growing up in my family, you were either going to be a doctor or a lawyer. So poetry wasn't something that was... Um, going to be too excited about. Yeah. And so when I hit about 19 or 20, one of my close cousins, she was doing poetry and she said, Kisha, you should try and write a poem. And so my first poem was about a guy. (laughs) We actually worked together and I remember sitting at my desk and I looked at him from across the cubicle and I just wrote out this poem and then I performed it in front of him. And he thought it was so good, and he had no idea that it was about him the whole time. (laughs) And so everything just kind of, you know, spiraled from there. I just basically just started writing more and more.
0: You recently got him back to doing uh, open mics and doing uh, poetry again. What kept you away from uh, doing poetry?
4: I guess it was more of fear. I didn't consider my poetry to be the kind of poetry that... You snap your fingers, too. Um, my portrait seemed to be a little bit more militant, a little bit more aggressive. And I would go to open mics even before, and I'd be at these nice, you know, ambiance kind of settings, and I'd do this poem that, you know, was basically like, you know, a growl, and people are on a date, and they're like, oh, well, we thought you we were going to do a love poem or something. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, so I just kind of stopped. I was like, well, I don't think my kind of poetry is appropriate for the settings that I'm in.
0: Well, with these times, it seems like everything is appropriate. True that.
4: True that. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that when you do poetry or spoken word or any type of artistic expression, when you hold that in, it almost haunts you to the point to where you have to release it or you feel like you're missing something in life. Uh,
0: What do you have going for the fall and the winter with your poetry?
4: Right now, I'm actually just kind of trying to get myself back into the swing of writing again. Um, I started just kind of writing whatever thoughts were coming into my mind.
0: Well, next up, we got you doing your poem. Yes. She's got a gentle voice, but her delivery is fiery and full of passion. Here's Takesha performing her poem, Conviction.
4: You have the right to remain silent. Some see the revocation of this right to mean it's time for unnecessary violence, giving meaning to the stereotypes embedded in the brains of our generations, giving validation to the ones who kept our ancestors in a world of segregation. Your lives are being discarded faster than a judge can appoint a public defender. And yet the only thing about you he may remember is that your name is similar to a De La Hoya contender. Too many years have passed since our ancestors walked that unpaved road. And now, you have the audacity to say you're being forced on a path that a white man chose? Our futures were being declared by people like Joseph Rainey and Sojourner Truth. Even then, they didn't accept that our future was held in the hands of the victim of John Wilkes Booth. When will we appreciate them risking their lives in order to give us a better one? What am I saying? We can't even appreciate our creator giving his only begotten son. I weep for my future generations, generations, because too often the only vocabulary word recognized is litigation, placing the blame on the silver spoon that was never received but still not guilty are the unspoken words so many are still trying to achieve. Dr. King's dream spoken with eloquence and grace is turning into a faded memory, but the racially controversial message of Genesis 6 is when we came into an assembly, created by the images of our media and a people we seem to think is our enemy but we're still attacking each other in order to settle for a life of common simplicity. I need to believe once again in the orators of our history. Instead, all I see is even through their bloodshot eyes and tear-stained faces, we still weren't listening. I know what my future can hold because I've lived through my past. And the day I give up on the right to be free, it will be my last.
0: That's the end of the show. Many thanks to all of our guests. Thank you for listening. Episode two is coming soon. Be good to each other. Bye.
1: Bye.